मॉर्निंग नमस्कार वेलकम टू जेड टॉक्स माय नेम जैदी एंड टुडे वी हैव स्टार्टेड बिफोर टाइम situation i hope everybody who's listening to us is also doing well and staying safe um and staying at home great great so before uh, very uh, we start uh, discussing about today's topic first of all i would like to introduce vedhi to all of you so vedhi i mean currently she is the founder of women in sports india but this is not how it really started she was originally an i mean she was studying engineering Uh, she was in engineering, and uh, at that point of time, she got introduced to football, and that really transformed her uh, journey from there. And after that, she completed her master's in football administration from the University of Liverpool. And I'll stop just over there because I would be interested in knowing more about her journey and where she started and how she ended up in this role today. Uh, so, Vedi, if you can share more information, I mean, you can share that whole journey with us in terms of how it all started and uh, how did you land up here today? Okay, so uh, quickly, um, being an engineer is not new to Indians, honestly, uh, <laughs> and that is, yeah, I mean, that is perfectly uh, fine. Uh, we we have engineering brains, so many of us choose engineering as as our careers. Uh, and there is a path set for us in that in that sector um but you know i have always been a player and when i was a kid uh, i started playing taekwondo uh, i i experimented with swimming because swimming everybody should know swimming it's a survival skill um i i i learned uh, cricket for a bit uh, i i learned badminton for a bit and then i basically was introduced to football uh, during my engineering year and knowing that you know uh, i always wanted to do something in sports uh, i didn't know that till i reached engineering um, but it was something uh, i i always loved doing you know going out and playing so 
example, when I was in final year of engineering, I had, I had realized that there were like campus interviews going on and people were sitting for mm-hmm. aptitude tests and interviews and whatnot. And all of them had one thing in common. It was a nine to five desk job. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to fall into the into the same trap. I didn't I didn't want to do nine to five. I didn't I didn't I didn't like it. I don't like desk jobs. Uh, it was it was me. Uh, for for many others, it's perfectly fine. But for it wasn't for me. And being an outdoors person, uh, being somebody who always plays um, on ground, I didn't want to be confined to a cubicle. And I I I hate mundane. I hate monotony. I wanted every day to be different. So then I thought, yeah, sports is that field, you know, uh, sports is something that that will that will bring me new surprises every day uh, that I will not confine me to to one one space. Uh, it will allow me to interact with different people. It will allow me to experience uh, many, many different situations, which I have over the years. And that is why I chose sports as my my career um without thinking a lot at that point of time i was young um i i didn't know how it was going to be in in seven years ten years what my life was going to be like but but still i i thought this is this is the best thing that i have done uh and that is where my my sports journey started so uh in the last year i decided okay yeah i want to i want to do something in sports what is the sport that I like the most? And that was football because I started playing football when I was I was in I think second year of my engineering, which was quite late. And the reason for choosing management side of sports is when you start late, mm. you have very less chance of becoming a professional player. The sooner mm. you start, mm. the better chances you have of uh, reaching to the top. And I started at 19. That that was like way too late. Um, so I mean, I, I I wanted to stay connected to football, but uh, I couldn't be player. So what was my choice? So that's when I realized, okay, yeah, I need to do something in the management side of football. So I started searching for courses, and I came across a course called Football Industries MBA, which is which is conducted by Liverpool University in the UK, which is not run by you know, uh, Liverpool club Liverpool, it's yeah. a proper proper university which is ranked very high in, uh-huh. in UK education system uh, so I found that uh, but but the thing was they needed two years of experience so I took two years of experience and applied again um, Just this for, time I, for that particular course. yeah 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 exactly That's uh, That's <laughs> uh, so then uh, I was chosen and I went to UK I did the course um, and during that course, I did uh, a phenomenal project on women's sports or women's football in India uh, with UFA and uh, uh, another another organization called Asian Football Development Project, which is a- AFDP Global now. Hmm. Um, and that was like a joint project funded by UFA and concept by AFDP. And 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 during that project, I I. I traveled across India, lengths and breadths of India. I went to rural parts of India to understand how football is in those regions, or mm-hmm. is it there even? You know, mm-hmm. has it reached the lowest, um, lowest hanging fruit? You know, mm-hmm. uh, of of India. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, it was, I think, one of the best experiences of my life till today. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. And it taught me a lot of stuff about women's football. Mm-hmm. And that was also an origin of Women in Sport India. That's, that's when the ideas about starting a company mm-hmm. uh, started, you know. Um, and I think I will give a lot of credit to the concept of, of the project uh, because who I am today is uh, that project is a big part of okay. that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's my long story short. It's it wasn't really short though. <laughs> it was longer, but, uh, oh, but yeah, that's well, that's I'm very short. Sure, sure. Like a lot of people, if you also interested in no 
knowing you know how to apply for the sport and you know to manage you know studying about managing football because i guess all of us just do it in those virtual you know online games where we get to you know we think of managing a club or you know uh, learning about those aspects uh, but no one really i guess nobody in india thinks about sport as a career even studying about it at yeah. at all at all yeah yeah and then you take it we spent two years just to get that work experience and going back again <laughs> Anyway, yeah. That is something. Yeah, I was I I so did not want to work in engineering field. That's another <laughs> motivation. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> I guess you must have been marking your days. Ah, uh, yeah, I I kind of was. I kind of was. And <laughs> I I mean I knew that when I started working in engineering field for those two years. Yeah. I knew why I it wasn't meant for me. I am not with like by brain Yeah. I am not an engineer. There are there are people who are like who who do not even need engineering degree to you know say that uh, we are engineers. Yeah, I was yeah. not. I am still not an engineer. Uh, I just have a degree of degree. engineering. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, really interesting. Really interesting. So you know, I guess uh, after that you came back to India, right? Once you completed your studies over there. And then you, yeah. So what happened after that? If I mean, did you straight, you know, you know, straight got into women's sport India? You founded it, or you again you worked somewhere else? You you know, work deeper into onto your project. What did happen after that? Okay, so uh, the company that I mentioned before, AFVP, um, hmm. they they picked me up right after after my uh, MBA. Mm-hmm. So when I, I I came back to India with a job, and I was I think. the first one to get one uh, i was okay. the youngest in the class and okay. i was the first one to get a, get the job um, okay. and with that the job was in asia you know the asian okay. football development project uh, okay. so the projects that i was working uh, on were essentially all over asia and and india is centrally located hmm. you know travel wise and like everything for everything um, hmm. so India was definitely the best place for me to be in, mm. uh, because it's like I said, it's it's equidistant from mm. each each sides of of the continent. Mm. So I came back with a job, and I worked with AFDP for almost four and a half years, five years, I think. Um, and then I decided that I want to do something on my own. Um, so I started working with different athletes. Mm. Um, and i started helping them build their brands and i started helping them with marketing themselves um nice. i i helped them tell their stories and stuff like that i started mm. with that mm. uh, but at the same time um i had already founded women in sport india as like an online forum mm. uh during years that i was working uh mm. with afdp and also on my own later on because the the reason for that was i wanted to connect with women like me uh and as we all know sports is very very male dominated field still mm. um changing rapidly for sure but it mm. is still a male dominated field and there are few women uh working in in sports field so i wanted to connect with them just to see what they are doing how i can be successful in in sports um if they can guide me mentor me uh to to go higher um in in the sports field um for so many things you know um and and that's basically the reason why i started women in sport india it, it came out of my own need and um it started growing um a little bit not not a lot a uh, little mm-hmm. by little uh, and um then in january actually yeah january 2020 or actually november 2019 i took a decision of converting that into a company and okay. just before we went into lockdown uh luckily i registered registered mm-hmm. as us as a company and uh yeah it's 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 it has been busy i would say that um the the lockdown period was not uh relaxed was not a lockdown at all yeah 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 it was not uh, like like a break for me it 
um i i did a lot of things um mm. i connected with so many people and it benefited me because everybody had a free, free time a little bit uh right um so yeah that's that's my whole journey till today and um yeah nice. so to, yeah today i'm manager director <laughs> of women in sport india awesome that's awesome so we we'll get bored Ask you for more details related to women's sports in India. Yeah. But as you were mentioning yeah. that you were working on the project uh, where you were focusing on women, uh, women's football, and that too, and that too at the grassroots level. So, yeah. what was your experience over there? What did you find? You know, how were things over there? You can share your experience related to that about the special grassroots level of Indian women's Absolutely. football. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So this was seven years back. Uh. In twenty thirteen. Hmm. And. lot has changed mm. over the last 7 years mm. right um i will start with what i observed during mm. my research project and i'm mm. sure that some of some of those things have changed mm. so there are some things which we don't even think about uh, are very very critical uh, in in sports field especially for girls and women mm. and one of them is attire sports attire okay uh, i i am a city girl right mm. and i i mean when i wear sports attire when i wear shorts t-shirts mm. my parents don't say don't go out mm. or don't go out to play correct or or they don't say okay you will get bruised who's going to marry you never never do they say that right so as a city girl i was not used to it mm. i i i was not even aware of it honestly mm. but as you go in rural parts of of india mm. it is a big deal mm. um forget wearing shorts if you wear track suits which is mm. which is a full attire mm. you know even that is not allowed okay. and that that stops many girls from playing any kind of sports mm. uh, so it was it was kind of a shock for me uh, the second thing was obviously safety and i'm not talking about uh, from a sexual harassment point of view mm. i am talking about from a commute point of view okay, you know yeah. um okay. there are a lot of girls who stay in remote regions and there is hardly any transportation there is a transportation uh, india in india i think transportation network is strong uh, mm. if there is no railway then there is at least a bus but that that entire journey from coming from that one point to the other mm. point to play mm. is is not always safe mm. and this i realized in the northeast region more than any other region correct and because when i went there for my my uh, research project uh, uh it was an unstable area um okay. i i remember and majority of the players at that point of time came from that region they mm. are just phenomenal football players you will go there and um, they are just like i don't know what it is about them but <laughs> it's like genetic yeah and exactly they, yeah i i don't think they are they even need to learn how to play football like Correct. when Correct. they are born they just know yeah um and the enthusiasm about about the sport in north northeast region mm. is just amazing i was there for two days to three days i think uh and they had um so i was in manipur mm. and manipur state team had a match against uh fpi that's football players association of india mm. fpi players and it was not even like state or national level match it was just between two teams one okay. state team and one is fpi team okay and i think the stadium they have two stadiums in empire uh-huh. and one stadium the match was in one stadium i think it was a bigger one or i don't remember if it was uh-huh. a big one or a small one but the entire stadium was full i mean you would not we had to beg uh <laughs> to to the like the state state administrators to you know spare us some seats and <laughs> that that was only because we i had national team players women's team players with me uh bem bem devi was one of them uh if you know there. who she is yeah i met, I met her and okay. she's one of the sweetest person that you would meet and everybody in northeast is like 
I don't know. They are happy. They are just kind. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would go back and stay there if I can. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the people there are just, oh, man. They are, I think, one of the best people in India. Uh, I would, I would, I would market them. Uh, 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 but yeah, I, we, we got a chance to see that match and it was just like, like you would see a Liverpool United match, maybe it was, there was like, there were people shouting and it was just amazing. And the next day, Imphal, Imphal was under curfew. Nobody was going oh. to, nobody was allowed to go out because, because they they had a lot of safety issues then and that was there every day mm-hmm. so you would understand the 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 importance of safety that i i could and i remember one of the players told me do not open your hotel door for anybody mm-hmm. even if they say they are hotel staffs do not open your door so i remember that because because it's yeah it's it was every day for them i think the things have changed a lot now Mm. But from a player's perspective, especially from a female player's perspective, mm. it was not a very, very safe situation. And, yeah. and despite of that, our national team had the most number of players from, from the Northeast region. That right. would tell you the, the kind of enthusiasm they have towards football. Okay. And I really admire and I really, really respect, respect their dedication. So that was... That was one of the one of the things that I I, I saw uh, and experienced, uh, which which as a city girl, I mean a Pune city girl, I I don't think I I would have even thought about. You know, uh, we don't have military presence on our road every day. Um, so yeah, I think two these two things, and the third one, which was an observation for me, was the language barrier. I mean, I'm I'm proud of. Uh, our Indian culture and and the diversity that we have linguistically, culturally, and stuff like that. But when you come together as a team, if you don't have a common language, how are you going to play play on the field? You know, uh, I am talking in Marathi. Uh, somebody else is talking in Malayalam. Uh, the third person is talking in Hindi, and we don't understand each other. You know, that's a difficult situation, especially in team game, and that that is still persistent. Uh, so there needs to be some sort of solution to that. Um, mm. And like, yeah, obviously, uh, majority of us understand Hindi. Mm. Uh, but there are some regions which don't. Um, so we yeah, need to, sure. we need to, yeah, we need to understand how we can, you know, uh, yeah, find solution on it. So I think these three things uh, I found to be uh, very informative. And yeah, so apart from you know the obvious stuff um uh, of women's sport not being the prominent sport in india or globally for that matter not just in india these three things are are practical and these three things can you know solve a lot of problems and and you can find solutions on these three things because you can see them right Mm -hmm. Um, cultural aspect of women's sports or women's football is something that you cannot visually uh, comprehend. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, yeah. The, so I, from from the experience perspective, I think these these things yeah these were new to me. Um, but do we have like yeah, it was a training academy or I mean, do we have a good presence of them, especially the classes level? Because I guess. The things that are talking about like security and uh, you know, the freedom to play with the correct attire and not being judged by the society at the same point in time for parents on mm-hmm. I guess these kind of things are taken care of not by the academy. So do we have to uh, like we have them present uh, at the grassroots level? Yes, we do. Uh, we do now. Uh, I think a lot of non-profit organizations. Uh, in various parts of India are working mm-hmm. towards breaking these barriers to football. Oh, um, nice. I can name mm-hmm. many of them. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, uh, so mm-hmm. they are essentially grassroots academies as well. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, the, what they are trying to do is 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 to teach uh, life skills through through football and to also teach parents how it is Im- important to for a girl to play sports from a health perspective mm. you know uh, from a nutrition perspective mm. from from medical perspective you know so yeah there are a lot of uh, non profit or ngos working in in the sectors but also there are legitimate football grassroots academies which are now being open in different parts of india including rural regions of india because majority of our talent comes from that part right? absolutely so, no doubt so so there are a lot of i mean it wasn't there before uh, but i'm absolutely sure that there are a lot of lot of people working at at the grassroots uh, grassroots level of football especially yeah. in girls girls football for sure yes and yeah i guess i guess we give the proper training and nutrition to to the talent from the you know from the rural areas and damn sure they that like they can perform better than the you know kids from the urban areas who are getting all those facilities i mean if they are able yeah. to you know even you know not even match them but bring at a similar level i'm very sure like they will easily beat the urban kids any day yeah absolutely and i'll give you an example i did a webinar uh, called plan b with anjali shah she's a football committee member women's football committee member of iff and during that webinar uh, there was a there was a, a coach uh, called narendra mm-hmm. and he he showed us a live view of his academy mm-hmm. and in his academy which was which is in rural regions of india mm. he has about 100 girls playing every day mm. which is amazing to see because i had never thought of that number mm. i mean you would not see 100 girls playing in in pune or mumbai for that matter mm. uh, at grassroots level and he's he's been able to do that mm. so it is amazing to see what people are doing at grassroots level mm. uh, it's a recent change but it's a welcome one nice really nice yeah. so like yeah we're talking about you know aif also i mean how has been their, how has been their role in this uh, whole scenario you know what are the things that they're trying to do uh, you yeah. know i'm sure that they must be taking some helpful steps to improve the whole situation and you know what are the still the areas that we must be seeing every day you know where you know, some improvement can be done and you know we can take the whole sport to the you know to another level especially i mean in the yeah. women football area Yeah absolutely i think they are doing a few things if i i am i'm right uh, mm-hmm. first of all it's a big step to host under 17 women's world cup uh, okay. it's a very very encouraging step i think mm-hmm. that's it's one thing that aff has done mm-hmm. um that's going to encourage a lot of lot of young young girls into mm-hmm. football mm-hmm. the second thing that they are doing i think is the little leagues um okay. to encourage grassroots and to encourage girls as well um Uh, so they they essentially help you set up these leagues in your region mm-hmm. um and if you have an you, you know enough number of go, uh, girls playing for your academy you can set one up for yourself um so that is something that they are doing they have in last and few years and they support also in like in- yeah yeah they do they do they they support in terms of equipment and you know mm-hmm. uh, you know from a from a setting up point of view from administration point of view they help help you do that as well nice. which is a which is required because mm. not everybody knows how to set up set up an event um so they do that and there is also a national level league which is mm. called IWL uh, mm. contemporary to to I league i think okay. um so IWL is is a national level league where they are now conducting regional qualifiers and then national qualifiers and the qualified awesome. uh qualified clubs go in 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 and play in that league uh which is required i think but one of the things that i would suggest or request the iff to look into is uh, making it long term or increasing the duration over you know uh over 6 months at least uh, because currently the league is one and a half month at the max uh but we need people to play consistently 
you know right. we need need girls to play because because let's say for example if we request isl clubs to you know um have women's team uh for the clubs uh one of the one of the comments of, of many different isl clubs is that if we want to spend as much money on our women's league or women's team uh as we spend on our men's team or we want to make sure that if we want to make sure that our women's team is equal to our men's team then we need a league of of equivalent period you know do you understand what i mean like if they are going to spend money on their on their uh, women's teams they want their women's teams to play equal amount uh of equal equal number of matches at least you know or or yeah i mean at least for 6 months so it's a valid point um and i think that it needs to be thought of of course um so i i mean that would by that would be my my suggestion or request to rff i think uh we need to think about long duration or long period leagues where women can can go and essentially play for you know over over weekends maybe i don't know uh how 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 they would want to organize that but yeah uh if that is done lot many clubs will actually start girls teams it's not that they don't want to do it is that they want to do it properly correct you know, um, they want the that, right pool to come to them otherwise and, if we can't do it the right pool what's the point of doing actually exactly exactly that's their point and it's not because they can't do it you know mm. or it's not lack of will that mm. is stopping them it's that you know they want to have a long duration league i think that's that's yeah i think and it's it's a valid request uh, even i feel that you know uh, even at the district level uh, state level national level the leagues need to be longer mm. you cannot start a league and end it in one month uh that's that's just it, then it 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 kind of feels like you're doing it just for the sake of doing it right mm. um so which is i think not uh, what aff wants to do they are considering the fact that they they are hosting under 17 women's world cup they are seriously thinking about women's women's football absolutely, absolutely. um and that's that has to be flagged yeah and that has to reflect in in the uh, at at national level or or national level leagues as well mm-hmm. so yeah i mean that would be my request to them that think about longer leagues think about longer leagues <laughs> nice nice uh, so i mean i was i was going to talk i was talking about the isl part also but i guess you've already answered that question to this yeah. uh, you know where the founders and management are you know is interested uh, in um, taking the women's women football to the to the another level uh, they're just yeah. waiting for the right steps to be taken before that so that they can do it in a proper way great yeah yeah great so i so we've got a question actually on our youtube live chat i guess before we get uh, go on to the next question uh, you know i i know uh, if it is of your expertise of your uh, you know but if you can answer it nothing better Uh, so Tanmay Chakravarti has asked us uh, that you know people who would want to work in the grassroots level once completing the first level license can we get in touch with the major I leagues or ISL teams for coaching badges? Uh, I am not sure what do you mean by coaching badges, but we have a structure hmm. um, of for getting licenses, and currently the the AFF has revised that structure. So earlier it was license B. which was a grassroots license hmm. and then c b a and pro hmm. so we had these five but now for grassroots level they have started a coaching license uh, e okay. um and uh, i mean if you look at i mean somebody like bangalore fc for example their academy just got two star um you know status from afc their academy i spoke to uh, i often I, I speak to Mandarta Mani, Mr. Mandarta Mani. He's the CEO of Bangalore FC, and I, when I was talking to him, he said, uh, "I I want gr- my grassroots to be the best hmm. because that's where he is going to get his players. Absolutely, you know, uh, 
he's he's he actually he said the homegrown players are very important mm. uh, and if even if one or two players from that gla- grassroots um, program play for my starting 11 mm. that's one of the best things that he can do so he's uh, very very serious about grassroots level pro- programs and absolutely if you have interest and i think a lot of the other isl clubs also have grassroots academies mm-hmm. it's part of their mandate and they have mm-hmm. good grassroots programs if i am correct mm-hmm. so if you are interested in uh, becoming you know uh, a coach in grassroots who is very very serious about developing grassroots absolutely the clubs will will uh, definitely welcome you because they always need somebody right but the, you have to start from the lowest level you have to start from uh, probably a local club in in your own region and and then start from there you know you have to have innovative uh, innovative mind uh, innovative ideas about grassroots because grassroots is not for producing professional players uh, that's a very very big misconception that we have grassroots essentially is to make sure that the children are having fun while they are playing football and that's how you retain them for longer duration and then some of the players from this school will then start showing skills you know then you can pick out those those players and then send them to a coach who's going to look at them from a professional perspective but grassroots coach and professional coach is not the same you know okay grassroots essentially is the most important element because they make sure that the girls or the children uh, maintain that interest in sports long enough to show their skills you know if you if you are thinking from professional perspective or you are thinking from developing players mm-hmm. at young age then you need to become a professional professional coach okay you know grassroots is, is not for you absolutely because grass for grassroots winning is not the point oh, it's yeah. about player development mm-hmm. you know and maintaining that fun aspect of of sport mm-hmm. uh lo- like i said long enough to you know hand them over to a professional coach um mm-hmm. that's why i think grassroots is more important because mm-hmm. professional coaches already get professional mm-hmm. and skilled players grassroots mm-hmm. coaches uh mm-hmm. are are the reason that the players go to you know mm-hmm. the professional coaches so i think uh there you you need to have very very clear idea mm-hmm. in your mind about what grassroots coaching is um so yeah but, if that answers yeah. your question yeah, but, <laughs> i don't know if i did actually what a follow up question yeah. that which i'm sorry that he's interested in doing is like is it like does it you know does it pay is it like a well paying uh, profession uh you know because i'm sure that you know every time anybody would like to make that kind of a career decision they would yeah. always wait against you know something else another opportunity cost right So is it yeah. uh, like a well-paying, well-paying job or profession? It depends on the person that you're you're working for. Honestly, okay. uh, if if that person actually understands the importance of grassroots, mm-hmm. they will pay you, uh, uh, and I think uh, they should uh, because it's a like I said, it's a very very important job. It's I I I I. coached uh, at a local academy here mm. and being a grassroots coach is a tough job it's a very 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 tough job <laughs> you know uh, because essentially you're 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 teaching and coaching a bunch of kids mm. who do not care about skill they wow. they are just there to have fun and meet their friends mm. and then to get into the get, get into that mindset okay it's not about you know cre- making them professional players but it is just to make sure that you know they are to maintain their interest in sports is is a tough job for for a coach from getting out of that professional mindset into getting and getting into that grassroots coach um uh, mindset is something that i'm just learning myself 
so yeah i mean it's a it's a tough job so if if the the if your employer understands how mm-hmm. tough it is and how important it is they will pay you and i think the mindset is changing i think uh, at least the top level clubs are really seriously thinking about grassroots academies and many of them already have grassroots academies and there are so many grassroots academies now uh, because yeah i mean people are understanding uh, the importance of grassroots and the other other uh, solution to it is a pay and play program um, football is such a popular sport among kids today that you know if you start something uh, i'm sure you will get students there uh because because children love to play football and um so yeah that's that's another solution to it um but yeah uh, the grassroots coaches should get paid is that's my opinion honestly i'm sure that's what you're on and actually has been answered now and if you think about moving the grassroots level you have more clarity about it uh now just uh, coming towards the end of our podcast uh very i mean as you said that you know women in sports india so this you have been working not just, you know you generally work in sports uh domain but if you have yeah. to share your experience like through your organization how you're trying to make an impact especially in the indian football women football in uh you know indian women football so how has it evolved uh you know what are the things that you are trying to do and you know is uh and what is the kind of support that you think that should be there for the general public also if you can shed some light on that absolutely um so women in sport india is again uh, not a very specific sport oriented uh, okay. company i i i would say it is for everybody every woman girl who wants to be in sports or who is interested in sports and who is who is willing to or who is you know motivated to learn more about sports so uh, i i i try not to bifurcate my initiatives according to sports um and one of the important gaps that i found during my years in sports is the requirement of knowledge and availability of knowledge you know or or availability of platforms uh, providing that knowledge exactly secondly there are lot of people working in women's sports but the communication is missing among them mm. right so you would say there are uh, like i said non profits working in sports there are federations who are working in sports there are companies like me there are there are players who are working on individual level for the betterment of sports mm. uh, women's sports but unfortunately they are not talking to each other and mm. and that makes uh, the efforts that they are taking uh, multifold you know mm. um, it takes them more efforts to reach their their goal but instead if they start communicating with each other and sh- start sharing their initiatives maybe somebody out there can help them do their job faster absolutely um, absolutely so that is another another gap that i i realized there is mm. so through women in sport india i am essentially trying to uh, bridge that gap gap if you will uh I, on a personal level and and through company uh i keep on you know uh, bringing these people uh on on different initiatives i recently i think a day before or yesterday uh i spoke to different non-profits uh, working in sports and they are doing some amazing job you know they are they are working in such a diverse field you know there was one 15 year old girl who had started teaching uh, chess to to underprivileged kids and she has about 200 kids under her learning learning chess every day which is a phenomenal thing to do but nobody else knows about it right mm. um so that's that's what i am trying to do through women in sport uh, i'm trying to provide knowledge mm. and i'm trying to provide network uh, mm. and i'm i'm trying to bring everybody who's working in sports uh women sports together essentially 
to to different Great. initiatives. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to doing a lot. In, in so if, so if anybody wants to, you know, uh, you know, hearing about your great initiative and about your organization, they would like to join you and be yeah. a part of the team. Are there opportunities right now? Would you like to tell more about? This? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so I'm launching a program this month, uh, second half of this month, um, okay. for which I will probably need interns. So there is, I will be posting about that uh, in some time. Uh, not today, but like in a few days, probably. Uh, and uh, yes, of course, there are definitely opportunities uh, that are uh, that that will uh, that will be created in due time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I always need help, right? Um, so I am very very active on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, so if like anybody wants to get in touch with me to know if there are opportunities or not. Just keep an eye on my LinkedIn profile. And whenever something comes up, you will see there for sure. I am very active on LinkedIn. <laughs> I love LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I saw the last post uh, which even I commented there. You were looking to connect with uh, some other academies. I think these were like, oh, no, yeah, so yeah. The so end, that's... You, were, you were trying to connect with nonprofits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so... 30 comments I saw <laughs> Now I think I have about 59 comments on that post. So imagine yeah. the number of people working in women's sports. Correct, correct, That's correct. just amazing. Yeah, um, and I, to be honest, I wasn't expecting that number. When I saw that number... I wasn't like, expecting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that There are people working in this field. Yeah, there are so many people working in women's sports. Uh, the only... The only thing remains is to connect them to each other, you know. Um, and I am getting so much response, you know. I'm get, I am There's such such an enthusiasm about women's sports in India right now. It's on up, upturn, right? It's like exponential yeah. graph upwards. Um, so, yeah, so much so much to do and so much already being done. So, yeah. yeah. So, now, like, even I know, like, one organization, like, tomorrow somebody asked me, like, is there a, is there a, you know, an organization which is working in this field? Like, you know, you know, comfortably proudly tell them, yes, like, whether he mentioned is there and she's working and she can connect you with so many people. I mean, yeah. this ecosystem problem, I thought, shouldn't have been there. Uh, because, you know, since this field is not very big, it's at a nascent stage, I would say. So, I mean, the communication should be much stronger. That way. Uh, yeah, even I thought it is, it's not big. But, yeah. yes, it is at nascent stage. Yeah. But it is big. I mean, oh, there yeah. are, like, <laughs> people working in women's sports at so many different levels. I, I was of the same opinion as you, you know. Hmm. I thought there would be... Uh, very few organizations working mm. in women's sports, or like, you know, there will be very few initiatives. Yeah, like you could count uh, on your fingers. Yeah, exactly. But then yeah. I started posting about it on LinkedIn, on different social media platforms, and stuff like that. And the response that I got was overwhelming. Um, so yeah, I, I am like, what am I going to do with this network that I'm getting <laughs> already? So it's 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 big. It's it's going to go. It's it's going to grow into something amazing. I I'm sure about it. Amazing. This was yeah. so. I mean, it was it was a pleasure to listen to that that you know there's so many people who are already working in this field, and we can just expect more and more talent to you know come up and represent uh, their states and in especially country uh, because yeah. I'm sure like if you're already doing good and especially at least you're doing better than our own end state uh, we can just you know go on doing better and better from there uh, yeah so I, absolutely I, I agree with you and I think um, yeah I mean I, I, one thing I would say uh, before going is I, I prefer not to compare men's and women's uh, sports team because you have to understand men's team has a lot many teams playing right uh, as compared to women's team obviously they almost similar but but yeah uh, so i mean our men's team and our women's team both should target being in top 10 first um, or top 10 in asia first correct uh, i was going to that yeah yeah uh step wise i think we have potential our girls team definitely has potential we have some phenomenal players in in girls team bala devi if you if you know who she is she yes. just is, she just uh, she's the first player women's player to play for rangers, rangers uh, which is nice. the club yeah. yeah 
phenomenal player. I mean, you see her on ground, and she's she's already playing in starting eleven, and mm-hmm. uh, she's that kind of talent. So we have talent, but we need to we need to plan stepwise uh, progress. You know, we we can do it, but if we in in like first step, if we dream of World Cup, that's not going to happen. Yeah, we have to first one Step. Asia Cup, yeah. but then we have to win uh, like whatever regional or continental tournament that is, mm-hmm. and then slowly and steadily. And we are competing with one of the best teams. Like Japanese team is like <laughs> amazing. Yeah. If you if you look at them, uh, amazing teams. Um, so first we need to think about beating them, and then we can think about winning World Cup. But that should be the longer dream for sure. Absolutely. And we have potential to do that. Yeah. So, uh, really that brings uh, us to the end of our podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks. I'm sure things that I didn't know and I'm sure uh, all the people who are watching the video it, they wouldn't be knowing about it at all. I mean, we did not see in the way they have been local football, the local football is such a great system. I wouldn't have imagined. Uh, the ecosystem, the, the things told me about the Indian women football. Instagram their profile in the company page in the, in the description below. You can go and check out the work over there. And if you would like to get, you know, if you'd like to connect further with her and the organization, you can totally do that. And she has already told you she's, you know, very much looking forward to, uh, you know, connecting with more and more people. And if you like this video, like and subscribe the channel. Uh, we'll be getting you know many more such interesting individuals with us who will be sharing such really cool stories uh, about teams. So thank you so much guys again. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to all of you, uh, being with you and have a good day ahead. Stay safe. Bye bye. Ciao. Thank you so much, Randy. Randy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here and talking to you. It was fun. Uh, thank you.